Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. Now here in the UK, we are having another heat wave, which is just crazy. It's wonderful and maybe it's causing some of you stress. I don't know. I'm just trying to find a link to today's podcast, which is all about stress. So let's dive on in and first of all, look at why we're even talking about this. Why is it important? Well, stress has a massive impact on people and their lives, both in the short term, but also longer term. It causes so many issues, everything from how we feel emotionally. It impacts on our body physically. It can stop people from sleeping, which further exacerbates any problems they've been experiencing. It can become overwhelming and feel like it's all consuming. And when this happens, it's not just then the thing that people thought they felt stressed about. It can leak out into so many other areas of life and people end up making poor choices from not exercising, eating unhealthy, catastrophizing things in their life, taking it out on the people that they love. So getting a handle on stress and utilising tools to relieve it or even release it is of massive benefit. So let's get stuck in and begin by looking at stress. So what is going on when people feel stressed? Well, the word stress in and of itself is an ambiguity in that it means different things to different people. You can't take the word stress and put it into a bucket and say that's what it is because everyone is going to experience it in their own unique way. Now, that being said, there is a bit of a common thread when referring to the word stress. And that is that it's usually a mental or an emotional reaction to some sort of threat or pressure in life. That can even include feeling uncertain. And there's been an awful lot of that to deal with over the last couple of years. When something is uncertain, it's unknown and the unknown can seem very scary. So what happens when we feel stressed and maybe we have some fear or anxiety going on? Maybe we feel uncertain. Our body goes into fight or flight mode. Now, fight or flight mode has its place because our system as a human being is designed for those real life and death situations. Now, when we're in fight or flight mode, we access our sympathetic nervous system. In fact, you can head to the show notes. I'll put a link to a previous episode which goes into more detail about the sympathetic nervous system and the physical effects of fear. So when this happens, we get this large dose of cortisol dumped into our system. But here's the thing. It should really only last or take place over like a minute or two. The fight either happens really quickly or you run away. Now, this is good because if we were actually attacked, it helps to physically take the pain away. In that moment, the immune system is suppressed. So we only use vital organs because we don't need any of the other ones whilst it's going on. 
The problem is it's only meant to last for a couple of minutes. It's not meant to be switched on for hours and hours at a time or even months and years at a time. The body responds to this stress. It kicks in and it creates chemistry in our body. So that chemistry is what we would call stress or fear or worry, anxiety, panic, whatever the emotions are that you feel when you think about being stressed, which then influences the way that we think. It influences our thoughts. Now, the opposite to the sympathetic nervous system is our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest. It's our normal relaxed state. Here's the interesting thing. When someone is stressed, they're usually imagining a future scenario going badly, so things going wrong, or they're reliving a past event that caused them stress. But we only ever have the present moment. So although it's imagining the future or reliving the past, they are feeling it now. So it's not that we actually have stress for long periods of time. People just keep repeating the same patterns that lead to the same result. When we see things as being a threat, be that something that is real or just something that we perceive as being a threat, we live in a state of fight or flight. So it's about breaking that pattern so you can do something differently. Now, side note, the worst thing that you can do is try to work things out to come up with solutions when you're feeling stressed. If your head is in the problem, it's difficult to see outside of it. Think of it like this. When something is coming at you, when you're under attack, your brain is designed to shut out everything else outside of what's immediately in front of you. So because of that, our vision becomes narrowed and it's very focused on looking for the threat. Now, because of this, we end up deleting, distorting and generalising the external world. Your lens of reality, so the world in the way that you see it, is filtered through a lens of stress, of fear, of uncertainty and the unknown. The problem with narrow vision is that you end up losing the bigger picture, the context, and the context is what creates meaning in life. Let me explain what I mean by that. So you can take a behaviour and in one context, it can be seen as a really bad thing. You can then take that same behaviour and in another context, it's seen as great. When the problem loses its context, it can end up appearing much bigger than it is. So imagine someone punching another person hard in the street and knocking them out. In that context, punching somebody and knocking them out would be seen as bad. Let's take that same behaviour and put it in a boxing ring where a boxer is fighting for the world championship. So taking that same behaviour of punching somebody hard and knocking them out in that context is seen as a good thing. That is the goal. Gaining that broader perspective helps to calm the mind down, seeing the things outside of the stress or the problem. Whereas attempting to solve things when you're really feeling it, when you're really in it and you're feeling the stress, it just doesn't work. In fact, the more things feel outside of your control, the more you should only focus on the things within your control. Let me say that again because that's important. The more things feel outside of your control, the more you should only focus on the things within your control. Those things within your control really are your thoughts, your feelings and your behaviours. So let's have a look at those things. So the first thing, controlling your thoughts. 
That is one way, because the truth is no one can make you think anything. Although it may not feel like that at times, you really are the only person who has control over your mind. So it's up to you what you choose to think in any moment. And that may take a bit of work. Another is to work with the body. Our thoughts, our feelings, and our physiology or our body, they're all linked. So when one changes, the others change too. When you're in your usual waking state, your brain operates at a certain frequency. It's what's known as beta waves. And these waves range between about 12 to 30 cycles per second or hertz. Now, in our usual day to day, we operate within the low beta wave. So anywhere between about 12 and 20 cycles per second. This is where you're able to just interact with people. You're alert, you're aware of your surroundings, you're actively concentrating. So it's the normal day to day functioning. When your brain waves speed up in between 20 to 30 cycles per second, that's the higher beta brain waves. And that's when the brain becomes more active where you can feel overwhelmed, agitated. You could feel things like anxiety or panic or fear. Now, the problem is that it creates a negative cycle that feeds itself. So physically, you respond to the feeling of stress. And so your brain waves speed up, which increases the feeling of stress. And then the brain waves are sped up. So it's that never ending cycle. So if you change the frequency of the brain waves, the state in the body will change too. So let's look at three really simple ways to begin to relieve stress, both physically and mentally. So one of the first things that changes when our body goes into sympathetic mode, when we're in fight or flight, is our breathing rate. It tends to increase in speed and it becomes more shallow. Another thing that happens is the muscles tense up and become tight and we tend to close ourselves in. Because if you think about it, when your body is open, Unconsciously, it's considered to be a position of vulnerability. You're opening yourself to things. Whereas when a person feels under attack, be that physically or not, or real or not, whatever it might be, any feeling of attack, you can find that they tend to hunch themselves over. So imagine it a bit like protecting their organs. They're ready to fight. They're in that fighting position. And because of that, the muscles tense up. So our physiology is one of the first things that alters when someone is stressed. So one of the quickest ways to change how you feel, and it's something that is totally within your control, is to focus on your breathing. Now, there are many, many different methods that you can follow. And a really simple place to start is to take a deep breath in through your nose and then breathe out through your mouth for twice as long. So, for example, you could breathe in for four and breathe out for eight. And just repeat that for a few cycles of breath. Now, to make this easier to do, adapt your posture. So make sure that you're sitting upright or maybe you're lying down and your shoulders are back. This will mean that you can fill your lungs and your belly with air. Now, what I want you to do is the opposite so that you can appreciate the importance of it. And see how hard it is. So scrunch up for a minute, slouch your shoulders, lean inwards and then try and take a deep breath in. It's not so easy to do, is it? So then do the opposite of that so you can get a feel for what I mean. So open up your body, shoulders back, head up and just let your shoulders drop. So let yourself relax. All of your muscles relax. Even give yourself a shake out. So shimmy yourself so that you know that your muscles are relaxed, they're no longer tense, and then take that deep breath in. 
not only are you allowing your body to expand so that you can take in more breath, you're also changing how you feel because it's the opposite posture to one of stress. So this is going to signal to your brain to access the feelings associated with the posture that you're in. Cool. So once you've changed your posture and you're breathing deeply, it's time then to open up your vision. So this will help you to relieve stress mentally. This is going to allow you to access your parasympathetic nervous system. Because remember, the sympathetic nervous system is when we're in tunnel vision. We're in that foveal focused vision. Now, think about this in the modern day age when it comes to stress. How much time do we spend in foveal vision focused on things like our laptops, our phones? We're constantly in this tunnel-like vision. Remember that the mind and body are linked. So if you're in that foveal vision and you've shut out all of the awareness around you, you're telling your body that you're in fight or flight mode. So because your mind is in that state, it sends the message to the body as well. That chemistry runs through the body and it responds accordingly. It acts as though you are being threatened, you're under attack. So this is going to help you to open up that vision, expand your awareness and relieve stress. So what I want you to do is to focus on a spot in front of you, just above eye level. Now, only do this at the moment if it's safe to do so. Otherwise, come back and revisit it later on. So focusing on a spot in front of you, just above eye level. Then as you're focusing on that spot, just notice it soften. So just allow your vision around it to soften. And then become aware of the periphery of your vision. Notice the things to the right, to the left, and all around you, just allowing that vision to expand even more. Good. And then just notice how quiet it is. Okay. And when you're ready, lower your eyes, holding on to that expanded awareness knowing that you can access that quiet feeling anytime. Good. Now, on to the third and final step, which is to begin to relax your muscles one by one. So starting at the top of your head and working your way down bit by bit, noticing each muscle relax as you do. As you go through this process, really let every muscle relax. So just focus on them one by one, working your way all the way down the body. And another tip, let your jaw relax, let your tongue relax and let it open slightly so you're in a fully relaxed state. All the way from the top of your head down to your tippy toes. You can put some music on if it helps you to do this or you could just sit in silent bliss. Whatever works best for you to help you relax. Ooh, I got myself into a bit of a hypnotic state there. So back to the podcast. So up to now, you have adjusted your posture so that you're able to breathe deeply and you've been taking those deep breaths in through the nose and then breathing out for twice as long through the mouth. You have then opened up your vision. So your awareness is expanded. You're no longer focused in on that one thing in front of you, you've opened up your vision, which allows you to access the parasympathetic nervous system, calming both the body and the mind. 
So once you've done those, you're on to the third thing, which is to begin to relax your muscles one by one, starting from the top of your head and working your way down bit by bit, noticing each muscle relax as you do. And you can close your eyes for this one if you prefer to do so. That all you need to do is focus only on this. It's just about focusing on relaxing. And do that for a few minutes or even longer if you have time to. Just allowing that feeling to wash over you, to indulge and just focus on that. Because remember, the things that you're in control of are often few and far between. So by taking control of your thoughts and quieting your mind, your feelings by relaxing and your behaviour by actually taking that time, you are working with the things that you can control. So by taking deep breaths, opening up your vision and just letting each muscle relax, you're doing exactly that. And that will help you feel as though you're in control of the other things as well by putting you into a more resourceful state. You could do that once a day, a couple of times a day, or maybe even more. And whether you take a minute to do it or a couple of minutes or you sit there for half an hour, as you have, take a moment to just notice how you feel different. People will often ask me, what's the best way to do something? How long should I meditate for? How long should I do this? How often should I do that for? And the reality is to do whatever works for you, to do something that you will actually do. If sitting down for half an hour a day isn't something you're going to stick to, then don't do it. If you can just take five minutes and commit five minutes and say, that's all I have to do, then that's an easy one to stick to. And that's a commitment that you can make to yourself. And it's a commitment that will be worth it. Now, once you're in that better feeling state, so once you've taken two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, and you're feeling better, you could then use that time to start thinking about solutions. Now, there are many other podcast episodes that you may find useful with that. Everything from creating balance in your life, um, dealing with feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you've been comparing yourself with others. Uh, It could be that you're holding on to past hurts and you want to let go and forgive or stressed because you feel like an imposter and that's been stressing you out. So whatever the solution might be, I encourage and invite you to listen to those previous episodes, which are filled with practical takeaways so that you can begin to change your perception. And as a result, you'll feel good now. So if you do have any questions or you want me to point you in the right direction of which podcast may be best for you, then by all means, drop me um, a direct message on Instagram or an email. I'll put all the links in the show notes for you. I hope you have found this episode useful as ever, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.